when Captain America throws his mighty shield. All those who chose to oppose his shield must yield. If he's led to a fight and a duel is due, then the red and the white and the blue will come through when Captain America throws his mighty shield. When young Bucky Barnes discovers that Steve Rogers is Captain America, Rogers makes Bucky his partner. Bucky faces his first baptism of fire when the costume team sight the Midtown Theater. And here we go. We would be honored if you would join us. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. Avengers! Assemble. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Who's scruffy looking? Less. Might wanna buckle up, baby. Close. Smash you. King Tom. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? They got your weakened feet covered. And you, you're on the set list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 247. Of the Sith List. I'm your host, Raj Dolchai, and my co-pilots this evening, the young, the restless, the man with a fat lip, because he was hit by a shield, Mr. Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> that was epic, though, dude. That was I, good. I, that was. I just wish I meant it. That was good. I like I, I totally off where I was. Was, it, was, it, was that like repressed anger? Were you? No, I was just gonna. Were you? You were talking I, about the spin. Did I you some way? No, you were yeah. talking about the spin rate or whatever the hell that thing is. But does Captain America's shield spin, spin. or does he move it? <laughs> I tried to throw it. it over your head and hit your nah, failed. Cap, yeah. cap for real. You were you were a varsity athlete in high school, Raj. I think you don't. <laughs> I wasn't miss. a varsity. I think you don't. Captain miss, America's buddy. shield thrower. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't <Yeah>. matter. <laughs> Carlos, did I already do that? What? Carlos Borgwell? I, I didn't finish it. Borgwell. There it is. There you go. The man we call Crunch Crunch, Mr. Les Gonzalez. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Now I'm hoping everybody's going to start comparing you to Al Bundy. Why is that? Oh, Park City, <laughs> you're an asshole. You're an asshole. <laughs> My hand is in my pants right now. The man oh. we call the king of all pods, Mr. Tom Chansky. How you doing? I'm in a different location in my house, and it's really weirding me out. Weirding Not only weirding you, weirding you out, you out yeah. I feel like there's going to be a ghost walking by your hallway because I could see that. I know less is scared of that shit. Uh, that's what scares me the most because I can just see darkness in a doorway, and it's like, ooh. Yeah. Cool. All right. That's the no. new uh, name of my novel series, Darkness, Darkness in the Doorway. Darkness in the Doorway. And uh, please uh, subscribe on Amazon. No, Isn't that an AFI <laughs> album? You know, you need to, if you want to get some good promo for it, you need to interview a famous director and then release what they say, you know. Or torture yeah. them. Yeah. Or torture or them and then release six months. And yeah, torture, <laughs> keep them in your basement. Pull a fingernail every two weeks. Oh. Yep. <laughs> the man I call the bandit and El Hombre, Mr. Eric Struthers. How you doing, buddy? I'm great, man. The bad motivators back up after a very short bobble, and uh, it's good, good to be back. Yes. No uh, no messing around this time. Don't mess with the bad motivators, people. That's right. 
don't listen to it either. Apparently, (laughs) don't mess with it and don't listen to it. Yep. Eric, how you doing, buddy? Let's start with you. You know what? I'm great, man. I am fantastic. I took off for the weekend. My wife went on a trip with her girlfriends to go to the friends experience. It's a traveling showcase up to Chicago to experience like that. They had set, you know, like recreations of the sets from the show and all this stuff. Very cool. uh, So I took the kids and we went on a road trip. I got to be honest with you, man, with kids, it hovered in between like on one end was this is the best day of our lives. And at the other end was Jesus Christ. We are never, ever doing this again. (laughs) But we went and visited my parents and stayed in a hotel. And when you're a six year old and an eight year old, man, that's like the coolest thing ever. We took the Xbox and just partied it up. That's so wild. Strong style. So Eric just played Red Dead while the kids just sat there quietly. <laughs> and watched that is and exactly watched. right. Yeah. You make any noise and I'll shoot you just like that guy right there. <laughs> That's right. You see? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. How much of a bounty there is on your guys' oh, head? You want me to turn that. you in? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So you had the crazy spectrum of like amazing, fantastic time and just like get me home now. Well, dude, they're kids, man. Yeah, and I would imagine. <laughs> I, I have found myself over the course of the last year or so with all the lockdowns and the amount of time I spent with them saying so many things like, listen, <laughs> I love my kids, okay? Yeah. But, and I mean, that's how it would start because, dude, they just know. They know what to do. And what drives them crazy is that, like, unlike their mom, I will not get super bent out of shape and start yelling it's it, it. it makes him nuts because i'm just very firm and very direct <laughs> i gotta learn how to do that well i'm good i'm glad you're off i'm glad you had a great time uh, at some parts of it but uh who how you doing i'm doing good everything good yeah yeah better week uh no no calamities or no tires or oh, yes that's right or any uh <laughs> any uh flat tires extracurricular or like shenanigans none of that just the normal shenanigans so you know can't complain yeah fantastic good good Tom, you're in the process of moving. Yeah, we're moving and getting the house ready to sell uh, next week. So uh, it's going to be a crazy few days, but we're ready for it. Nice. nice. Good luck. Good luck. Thank you. Godspeed to you. Yeah, well, Unless- I mean, the move isn't for another month. So, oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. You got time. Yeah. Les, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Had some steak and potatoes and uh, made some banana pudding. Ooh. So, damn. Why not? It sounds cool. Rub it in. Good for you. You should bring some again over here and we'll save some from Boo again, allegedly. <laughs> yeah, and I just never eat it. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Thanks, guys. Banana pudding. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. Well, okay, let's, let's get this thing started. Let's uh, jump into the Week in Geek. There's not a crazy ton of stuff, but there was a season finale of a uh, show that we all watched. And there was a movie out, and that movie will j- segue us right into the box office. Uh, I was going to give out the shenanigans, but the hell with it. Box office, <laughs> Mortal Kombat, $23.3 million. Things are uh, seeming to be going up and up. Demon Slayer, the movie, $19.5 million, which I don't know what the hell this is, but it almost beat That's, Mortal Kombat. That is, uh, so Demon Slayer is one of the newer, I want to say newer, but a new era of anime, and it's really, really awesome. Uh, Dude, it made $19 million? Yeah, there's a huge fan base. There's a majorly, there's a real big fan base, and... Did you say majorly? uh, Yeah. And uh, 
<laughs> so there's a, a pretty big fan base out there and people it's a it, it's a theater going experience so they've, okay. they've been hyping this up for a while so yeah very impressive uh something that wasn't very impressive to me godzilla versus kong 4.3 million dollars sorry boo nobody at 1.7 million dollars and raya the last dragon at 1.7 um, so that that was a one-two punch by Warner Brothers, by the way. Number one and two, that's a Warner Brothers Studios uh, shenanigan. So they are uh, leading the uh, box office this week, which is crazy. Things are g- slowly getting to normal. This is crazy. I got an email from Global Citizen. and They are a nonprofit organization that does amazing things around the world. And if you volunteer and do things for their organization, they give you opportunities to go to events like concerts. I got to go see... Beyonce and Pearl Jam and Ed Sheeran all in one spot at in Central Park and it was free. They give you free tickets for volunteering. Well, I got an email uh, saying that, hey, because you're a member of Global Citizen, we are doing a concert this Sunday with Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam, Foo Fighters, uh, Jennifer Lopez, her, and a bunch of other bands to promote vaccination. And if we, you've been vaccinated, we want you to come. So I, I guess I'm going. I'm going to the first concert of this post-pandemic at the new stadium where the Chargers and Rams play. So I'm going to check that out for free. Yeah. I'll report back in to see how that whole experience went. Excellent. Uh, sh- should be fun. Yeah, should be fun. Did you also steal these tickets from Ticketmaster? <laughs> I did not steal <laughs> any tickets from Ticketmaster. Yeah, no. Were these tickets for somebody else and you just no, took them kind of dude, thing? No. no. All right, just checking. Just wondering. Not, you know. Hey, something I was wondering about, um, by the way, is when you stole all those tickets from Ticketmaster and uh, screwed genuine paying customers, uh, how did you feel about that later? I felt fantastic. And I still feel fantastic. Let me tell you why I felt fantastic. Because I didn't steal them from regular customers. I only stole them from scalpers. That I knew that they were scalpers. And I knew that there were kids getting paid by scalpers. So the kids didn't give a shit what tickets I was giving them to. And I had scalpers come back to me on the day of the sale, like later on going, I got these tickets today and there's no way I could have got these tickets because I was third in line. And I would say, no, you weren't third in line. A 12 year old boy was third in line for Barbara Streisand. And I know that he wasn't going to Barbara Streisand. You can go fuck yourselves. So yeah. So no, I, I still feel great about it. See some of the greatest bands in the world up close and personal. That Varsity athlete and, and a Robin Hood type musical superhero. Listen to this. Right. That 12 year old boy was in there. For his dad to get Barbara Streisand <laughs> tickets for the dad's mom. I told him, you send me your mother's you, day gift. You don't send me flowers. You don't <laughs> sing me love songs. He couldn't. So I was like, nope. That's great. Give me one goddamn Barbara Streisand song. Nope. Mm-hmm. Things we watched. Anybody watch anything cool this week? Like Mortal Kombat, anyone? I watched Mortal Kombat. Kombat. You saw it. Yeah. Okay. I did not see it. I saw an. I read a headline on an article that said violently boring. And then I didn't <laughs> read the article because I still want to see it. So boo, what's your take without spoiling it? Yeah. Yeah. No, um, mortal Kombat. What's there much to spoil? Um, people die. There's guts whatever. The action is good. The action is very good. Hurry up and finish this. Pretty much. Uh, the characters. So, so the story I don't, I, I don't know what people expect. It's Mortal Kombat. You know what it is. It's just a uh, martial arts fight between two different planets to see who is the superior planet kind of thing. I don't know. It, it's it's good. I wouldn't see it in theaters. Would not recommend seeing it in theaters. Oh. I, you should see it. Was if it boring at times? Somewhat. Somewhat. And the story is kind of meh. There's oh. certain characters like 
uh, like Kano. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, okay. Hilarious. I, he just, he carries the movie along. Great, great character. Awesome. Other characters, nah, you're just like, okay, cool, whatever. I really don't care about you. But, you know, I I thought it was all right. I, I'm glad I didn't see it in theaters. I'm glad it was on HBO Max. Um, no lizard, no big monkey. There is a lizard. There is a lizard. There is a lizard, is a lizard but there's no big monkey. No. Okay. Uh, but no, you know, but if, if you're a huge Mortal Kombat fan of the games or you like the other two movies, yeah, watch it. Go for it. But it's 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 not going to change anything. Would I like to see more? Yeah, yeah. And I think it also like it looks like they're going to try and make a sequel. I'm not going to pay for it, but I'll watch it on HBO Max. Was Johnny Cage in it at all? I uh, can't tell you that. Okay. So and, but w- one thing I would like is like a prequel. Mm. Doesn't need to be you know the the current uh, Mortal Kombat you know tournament going on right now. I would love to see a prequel. How this all started? Why is why is there a tournament? How do they get the you know the uh, the dragon insignia on. on so their you want to watch the Sega sixteen version? Yeah, hell yeah! I I, I want to see the first spine ripped out, kind of thing. So yeah, so that's that's something that I would like. But you know, we'll see. So yeah, if if you're a big fan, check it out on HBO Max. Don't go in the theater. Okay, well then. Okay, I saw something on Netflix called The Serpent. Has anybody heard about this? It just came out this week. It's an eight-part series. I'm looking for two backpackers. I work for the Dutch embassy. Their families haven't heard from them in over two months. I have letters they wrote home in which they both describe meeting a French gem dealer based out of Bangkok. Do they name this French gem dealer? No. But if this killer is not found, people are in danger. What is my risk next to that? See, this is what he does. He robs, kills, forges victims' passports. He's the man known as the Serpent, Asia's most notorious killer. You are a killer too. Nobody has ever caught me. I expected to feel great guilt. I did not. I felt free. Serial killer in Thailand during the 1970s all the way up to 2000. It's about him being this like suave, good looking guy and his girlfriend pretty much manipulating and getting tourists, hippies, to to hang out with them and then he drugs them takes their passports and all their travelers checks and then ends up killing them and burning them and this rain went on forever and it's a really interesting story we could not stop watching the first episode is a little bit like what the hell is going on but i highly recommend this it's called the serpent it's on netflix it was on their top 10 is it a true story true story the names of the victims have been changed but the names of the actual people are real. And I looked it up and it's insane. It's such a crazy story that I couldn't believe that it was true, but it is definitely true. And how it ends is a crazy, crazy situation. I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but if you can get through the first episode, because there's a lot of subtitles, because it's in English, in Thai, and in French, um, I definitely recommend it. That's a combination. It is. It's a vibe. Vibe check. <laughs> Major league vibe check. There it is. Major league vibe Major check. League check. There it is. Major league. 
Check. That's becoming one of my favorite things to say on this podcast. Anybody else watch anything else? Uh, Les, uh, I know that yeah. Invincible had the season finale. I didn't see it. I haven't I, watched the episode. Three. I haven't watched the season finale yet. Okay, I heard it's pretty wacky and crazy, but um, it's good things. I've heard great things about it. And then uh, I watched a show on Netflix called Shadow and Bone. Oh, I saw a trailer for that, and I said it looks ridiculous, and I didn't watch it. How was it? Yep, nope, not ridiculous at all. It was good. Very good. Okay. If you like The Witcher, then you're gonna like Shadow and Bone. Oh, okay. And okay. that's just me trying to generalize as basic as possible. Okay. There are elements. It. There are some fantasy elements that are more prevalent than like Game of Thrones, but it's all got the same deal going on. So. Nice. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Well, let's jump into the Star Wars news. Kylo, fabricate some news for us. It's time for Eric's Star Wars report. <laughs> fabricate. <laughs> That's excellent. Well, here's some actual news. How about these apples, man? Thrawn, a new Thrawn novel's out. King Tom, have you completed it? I have not completed it. I'm letting myself down here. I mean, it's it's good. <laughs> I'm reading it. I just have a few other things going on, so I haven't been able to spend that much time, you know, with my eyes on a book. I do understand. Yeah, I haven't even bought it yet. So. It's I almost bought it today, but then I text King Tom because I'm on my next. I finished that radio drama, by the way, of Doctor Afra, which kicked ass man she's becoming one of my favorite characters in star wars because of this radio drama but i asked him what should i read next should i read the thrawn books but i don't know which ones to read i know there's a trilogy but yeah. there was one before the trilogy too right no okay so the the current book is the second part of a trilogy that takes place back in thrawn's home sector of the galaxy that's blocked off from everything else okay the the trilogy I mentioned started in 2016 or 2017, and it was the one that reintroduced Thrawn to the Star Wars universe along with Rebels. Uh, and okay. it the, there, there are three books. The first is like him as he was first joined up with the Empire. And then the second takes place. It's kind of a split timeline. Him in the current time and then flashbacks to him with Anakin Skywalker during the clone wars. And then the third, the third book takes place right before um, one of the, the space battles and rebels. Ah, okay. And that is a good solid trilogy. This, this trilogy that they're on right now tells, you know, Thrawn growing up and joining the Chiss Navy and, it's I want to say it's well written, but this takes place in a completely new sector of space with new cultures, new aliens, new vehicles. And it's tough to follow. They they provide like a little, you know, dramatist persona at the persona, however you say it, at the beginning of the each novel. You know how with the High Republic we've gotten all this art about the characters and the ships? They could really use something like this for these books because I have no clue what these aliens or vessels or anything looks like. And it's it's really throwing me off sometimes. Yeah, that's tough. I think it's 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 interesting, but it's just a hard follow. 
the first canon Thrawn trilogy, you know, the the previous yes. one in the in the book, the second book where it's Thrawn flashbacks with Anakin Skywalker and then current timeline with Darth Vader. Okay. Mm-hmm. It is one step away when he's like Thrawn is pretty sure that Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker. And mm-hmm. do you were you into Seinfeld at all? Oh yeah, of course. You know the episode where Kramer's convinced that this guy in this crappy donut shop is Joe <laughs> DiMaggio. Yes. It was one step away from <laughs> Anakin just to yeah. see if he was because he'd keep dropping hints to him mm-hmm. and it was ludicrous. You know what they called those people that perform this task you're performing. Skywalkers. <laughs> It's like, Jesus Christ, just cut to the chase and ask him. I thought, but the thing is, just knowing Darth Vader, like Thrawn is within an inch of his life. And I thought that that was hilarious. Yeah, you're totally right. It's just like that. (laughs) It's funny. Anyhow, anyhow. So, well, I may have to check that book out regardless, man. I didn't read that last one. I bought it and there there it's it. But what are you going to do? Uh... (laughs) So let's jump to something that we can all be happy about. And that's a new casting announcement for the Kenobi series titled Kenobi. Hmm. And this is Maya Erskine. Is that how you pronounce her last name? Does anybody know? I think so. Yeah. So I recognized her from the movie Scoob. Because <laughs> my kids were watching it. Oh, okay. But Pat, oh, no. And you know where else I recognized her from was uh, Wet Hot American Summer, the second one. The oh, 10 years later. Oh, she's in it? Yeah, her name, she's Jenny in that. Okay. But uh, but yeah, she's been in some other stuff that I haven't seen, which go figure that, you know, she could be in the biggest blockbuster of the year and be like, nope, haven't seen it. <laughs> but anyway, nobody, I don't know what she's going to do. And right. I don't know who she's going to be, but the, but that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, I, the more they do this, the better. This is, the cast is yeah. uh, pretty cool, man. Yeah. And, you know, it's just good to know that it's moving forward, that right. stuff is happening. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's rad. And, you know, I'm a big into video games. And unfortunately, this isn't about Red Dead Redemption or anything <laughs> like that. But there's been all these rumors that KOTOR, Knights of the Old Republic, is being remade. And um, Jason Schreier, he essentially, well, he totally confirmed that a KOTOR remake is being done by Aspire Media. And Aspire has done like ports of games, mm-hmm. old games to other like newer platforms. Okay. And so, yeah, he and said, yes, it's real. It's happening for real. Uh, and that's, that's all we know. Is it going to be just like the original? Who knows? I'm good Lord. I hope it's better than that. I mean, I know people love that game. Yeah. Some people live and die by this, game. but dude, it is so clunky. I, I just, I'm sorry. I have it on Steam and I actually have it on my MacBook and every now and then I'll play it and I'm like, oof. Oh, really? But mm-hmm. it's, it. I mean, back then I think it was really cool, but for compared against modern games, yeah, Eric's absolutely right. Yeah, of course. Of course. See, that's, that's, uh, that's the issue because that's kind of a bigger trend right now is that there's a bunch of old games the Mass Effect is coming out and it's being uh, touched up to be, you know, have modern graphics. Call of Duty has done this a ton. A bunch of other games have, you know, had reboots of 
Crash Bandicoot, they came out with a new game, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, just with, you know, was it uh, remakes and reboots, same things with video yeah, games. Right. They don't feel the need to change things, even though there were issues at that time, big issues, like game breaking issues. So I think, I think it's going to be, the, they, they're flirting with the fact of, do they want, do they want to tarnish the feel that people had? Because nostalgia is a big thing, and it people forget the issues, people forget the mm-hmm. problems. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I I think I think it would be the same exact game. Which is yeah, you're right. It, it is it is clunky. It is clunky. Hopefully they update it in a way to in order to make it run smoother and things like that. But it it's not going to get that well, much better. Th- according to the report, it's I'm going to play it. Though. It's ha- it's coming out with a major change to the gameplay. That's oh, I well, did not say that. Well, it, so. that was a, that was a report from from the weight YouTuber who's been right, multi, uh, I think, multiple times about the video game ones. Defining Duke podcast. I don't know who the hell that is, but they said that they had the same information you had, Eric, and they also said that according to the report, the remake is making a major change to the gameplay of the 2003 game. Well, in, it would have to because here's the deal, man. It's a an RPG, which is cool. I like that mm-hmm. stuff, but it's turn based, so. In during combat, for example, it's very boring. There's no skill mm-hmm. involved. You go in and you click stuff and see how it works out. And to have it be, you know, better than that, it's because it, like you know, it's it's 2021. Even the most basic video game in the world will outperform it as far as like the user experience goes when it comes to stuff like that. I mean, hell, my World little girl playing like playing Roblox on her on her tablet. <laughs> it's a better experience because everything's real time but don't get me wrong man that game was groundbreaking at the time it just it would be nice if it's if it's a major overhaul that's cool that's super mm-hmm. cool well this is a little segue what what's what's your favorite star wars game eric ever oh, man that's hard the original dark forces really kind of speaks to me oh it, man that's a good one but you know because it was it was doom except it was star wars mm-hmm and with an added ability to pan your weapon up and down as yep. opposed to just straight in a line. But it's it was a lot of fun. And that freaking ending, man, with Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Ugh, if there's any other way to beat him besides run and drop mines behind you, mm-hmm. I would like to know what it is because I couldn't do it any other way because I wanted to see him. But as soon mm-hmm. as he was in your field of vision in that jetpack, you were game done, over. Son. Mm-hmm. I really love the Super Star Wars games on Super Nintendo, man. I, I still have them. I still play them sometimes. I have them in her game room or movie room. Mm-hmm. I love them. They were so cool to play. And battling Vader every single time at the end. Oh, it's just awesome. Mine, I, I mean, I love Dark Forces, love Super Star Wars. Mine would be a game called Rebellion that came out. I think it was the last star wars game put out by lucas arts i think i want to say there it, there was some deal with that but it was a strategy game where you were either in charge of the empire or the rebellion and it was it was like a civilization type game where you had to go and scout planets or enter diplomacy with them to win them over to your side then you had to produce um armies or ships and you basically had to try and take either you had to try take over the galaxy and defeat the other side. And if you were the empire, you could build death stars. You could 
a certain number of uh, the, the characters in the game could be force sensitive and you could recruit, you know, Jedi. It wasn't a big popular game. It wasn't a hit, but it, it was it was an interesting idea. And then someone came out with a mod where they were able to edit the cards in the game and it made certain things easier to do or you could like insert characters from the prequels and it just made it a whole new game. And it was, it was I spent a lot of time playing it and uh, in unrelated news, I was single for a long time. You said it was that <laughs> Star Wars Rebellion? Star Wars Rebellion. Okay. Um, but there's there's a... It, it was called something else in England because I think there was another game called Rebellion at the time. Like some people you say Rebellion and it's they don't know what you're talking about. But if you I don't even remember what the other name of it was. That's what they know it as. And it came out in 97, 98, right before the prequels. So Amy Ratcliffe, you guys know her? I, yes, I absolutely. see her on Twitter all the time. Her book. The Art of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, is out. And man, cool. oh, man. So, you know, it's got a lot of art. It's got like a uh, questions answered sort of thing. And mm-hmm. dude, there's so much cool stuff in here. I need to get this. Yeah, it looked really cool. And it looked mm-hmm. just crazy how they were envisioning Galaxy's Edge before what they've done to it. Some of the stuff, really cool stuff. Yeah, I, I think that you have a massive undertaking like this. The way I've found when it comes to creative stuff, like at work, for example, you know, I'm the, I'm the make it happen guy. I'm creative, <laughs> but I'm the, I'm the, you tell me what you want and I'll figure out how to do it. Right? That's yeah. sort of my job. And I, I'm telling you, man, I've told people, look, shoot for the stars, dream big, and I'll do whatever I can to make it happen. And then I'll tell you what what is impossible. But that's like what they did here, which good move. When you're talking about a massive undertaking like this, you don't want the how to get in the way of figuring out what the what is. And man, oh, man, there's some grandiose stuff in there now. I haven't been to Galaxy's Edge because I'm unfortunate. And <laughs> make sure you put that Sarah McLaughlin song in this part right here. <laughs> Which one? All of them? Yes. <laughs> Actually, don't because that'll be the last day. For the <laughs> yep. Oh, I was you're about right. to say that. Nope. Don't do that. But uh, yeah, anyway, it's really cool, man. Definitely check that out. There's something that came out today. Go on. Uh, regarding today's issue of the Darth Vader comic series, issue 11, I will be. Spoiling that, if that's okay with you. Oh, yes. Is uh, Afra this, in it? No, Afra is not in it. This, uh, Les, do you know what it is? Okay, so just announce it. This is spoilers, everybody. So yeah, this, this is the countdown. This is major spoilers. We are spoilers. going to spoil the Darth Vader series comic book in five, four, three, two, one. Please forward spoil. So this uh, series takes place between Empire and Jedi, and this is the final issue in an arc which sees the Emperor testing vader because the emperor senses that vader wants to overthrow him as is the way of the sith and vader's done some pretty incredible things in this arc but this uh issue lands him on exegol riding atop a giant space monster and who is on exegol already but palpatine and to defeat vader's space monster he conjures up two monsters of his own and then he leads him underground to the area where kylo is exploring at the beginning of the rise of skywalker and we see several clone tanks and then palpatine says that yes he is creating beings here and the 
Paige goes to a new panel on the side, and there is a hand floating in the jar. And Palpatine says that he can create anything he wants, including a new replacement. Uh, I didn't take this interpretation reading it. A lot of people seem to think that that Mm. means that Snoke was created from this hand. I didn't get, I could see why they say that, but I didn't get that from the issue because Palpatine sends a ton of these clones, different types of clones against Vader saying that these could be replacements and Vader defeats them all. Mm. Uh, But, you know, people, people are talking about what that hand could mean, if anything. So you're saying it could be Luke's hand that yes. was floating out there that was supposed yes. to be. In and it. that Snoke would be a clone of Luke. Of Luke. Woof. That's pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah. Thumbs down. Turn that jar upside down. <laughs> Thumbs down. Not, not cool, Boo, in the fact that it totally shoots everything to bits. I know. I know. Boo bits but there? It's, it, it's an interesting thing to conceive. But then I have to just say, everybody, welcome to the world of comics. Mm-hmm. That's right. what <laughs> right. the F happens all the bleeping time yeah. is you get everything from this to Reed Richards with the Infinity Gauntlet. Like, that's it. <laughs> I like the idea that Palpatine was experimenting and doing all of these different things. But as far as Snoke, in the Last Jedi novel, it Snoke... Th- I, I realized that this was written before they decided he was a clone, but Snoke believed that he was old and operating the unknown regions for decades and that he had witnessed all of the events of this from afar. So if they're going to try and match it up with current canon, that part of it doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. Huh. But it's cool that Palpatine would have that hand and try to yeah, do something with it. That's that. That is interesting. It's funny because in the Afro, I'm going to spoil Afro a little bit. In the Afro radio drama, which if you've read the comics, you already know this, Afra pretty much spills the beans of what Vader's doing to the Emperor, and the Emperor at the end of it goes, I'm so excited that you yeah. are trying to kill me, and mm-hmm. you've built this mm-hmm. army, and you're trying, you're stealing from the Empire. You have finally become what I wanted you to become. Pats him on the back, pretty much. Well, I think that was before he thought of enlisting his son to do it. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's true. All right. Well, thank you guys for uh, doing the Star Wars stuff. Boo, do you have any bits for us? Oh, oh I have bits. Release <laughs> the Kraken. <laughs> I have a couple of bits. Should I? Are we going to spoil any bit of um, Falcon and Winter Soldier? Yeah, we're going to spoil it. Okay. So I, later can, on, can I spoil it now? Yeah. I mean, if people should have already seen it. So, guys, from here on out, we're going to spoil Falcon and Winter Soldier starting in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 with booze bits yeah right. here we go so uh people have been wondering when is chris evans going to come back if he is going to come back reprise his role as captain america and things like that this is uh this is something from deadline saying that chris evans return as captain america will be in a separate project from captain america 4 what i didn't yeah, that has because captain america 4 is going to be anthony mackie yeah as that. captain america all as right. we all saw in the season finale very cool by the way so mm-hmm. yeah so Chris Evans is coming back as Cap. Yes, but for it something else other what than if? Cap for what if? Yeah, they they, they weren't they, oh, they didn't say anything. It's going to be for what if most likely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah. So gotcha. separate project. Yes. Got it. Okay. Good call. Um, speaking of Captain America four, we know now that it's been announced that Anthony Mackie is going to be Captain America in the next film because he is currently. Mm-hmm. 
Captain yeah, America. Yeah, yeah. He deserves it. Yes, he does. Yeah. Um, the Falcon and Winter Soldier showrunner Malcolm Spellman and uh, Dallin, Dallin uh, uh, Musan will write the script. So they've done a great job with the show. Now they're going to continue on to do a movie. Very which is cool, man. Very I, exciting. It, I mean, it's it feels notable that Marvel is putting everything behind Anthony Mack. Like they've they've changed the Captain America Twitter handle to reflect Sam Wilson, which is yeah. awesome. But it's it feels like the first time that that's happened for a superhero where not it's not in case of a recast. Like you go, you know, from. Michael Keaton and Val Kilmer or something like that, but right. a new character taking up the mantle. And f- that's just c- cool and amazing for so many reasons. Right. Right. And and I think that they're pushing it because they're going to stick with them as long yeah. as they possibly can with this next phase. So get well, used to it, people. I, I'm of the mind that up. the next few shield bearers are going to be African-American. So, yeah, because Eli Bradley is in the MCU. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I could right. see that torch being passed expeditiously straight to him seamlessly no mm-hmm. questions asked mm-hmm. right very cool yes so continuing on with the falcon winter soldier talk uh well captain america and the winter soldier now mm-hmm. is the is the name um <laughs> so uh, six episodes uh no episode went below 85 percent on rotten tomatoes now the 85 percent was episode three except for episode six 57 percent Episode mm-hmm. six, which one was that one? The, the final, final episode. The, the final. Oh, yeah, sorry. The final. Yeah. Really? 57%. That's episode five, 100%. We can get into why it went, it, it yeah. got a low rating. Yeah. We can get into just, why. I just wanted to share that. We'll get into it when we, when we break it down and stuff like that. I just want to make you guys aware. Real quick, speaking of Rotten Tomatoes, this little, little <laughs> tippet. Citizen Kane just, lost its perfect score. Just take my bit. Is that you're going to have that? I was going to have it. Okay, go ahead. I'm kidding. Okay. No, I, I did have it. You did have it? I did have it. Okay, okay, go, go, go. Picking, piggybacking off of what yeah. you said right now, Citizen Kane was uh, the top movie on Rotten Tomatoes with 100%. Yeah. Anybody want to guess what it has been beaten by? Yes, I know. Yeah, we all, we've all read yeah. it, I think. We all read it? Paddington oh, 2. Oh, oh. Electric Boogaloo. No, just mm. Paddington 2. Paddington little, Harder. Mm. Oh, <laughs> you, can, you can see that on the dark web. Oh God, no! So yeah, a a one of the t- was it at least top five on the AFI 100 movie has been toppled by a a bear in a in a uh, Orson little, Welles's masterpiece. A little yeah, a little trench coat. He's a, he's a, a, he's a, hat. He's a Colombian brown bear. <laughs> Adorable. And he bastard. loves marmalade. He's yes. addicted to marmalade. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a monkey on his back. He streamlines marmalade. <laughs> Streamline. Oh, God. Anally Ma- main lines? <laughs> oh, main lines. I'm sorry. Main lines. Oh, Speed God. balls. Speed balls is what I was. Stop it. No, We're I was done. looking for main lines. We're done. That's horrible. It's a little bear, guys. Jesus Christ. I'm just He's kidding. actually about five feet tall. Bears and, have uh, anals, too. He has a luggage and he has a hat I'm and a coat. Sorry, Paddington. Come on, man. Sorry, Paddington is the man. Paddington You're the one that's legit- Paddington harder, dude. <laughs> uh, there's a whole series. You guys all know how much I love Taylor Swift. Of people figured out that a whole bunch of the outfits she was wearing were like color matched from Paddington oh, bear outfits. Rad. It's really cool, man. It's cool. it's very funny. Moving on to other things, uh, Christopher Nolan 
has is on the outs with uh with Warner Brothers. He's still pissed. Still pissed. Uh so pissed that he is in talks with Netflix to work with them. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, this this is kind of like a lifelong athlete, you know, playing with one team and then he says fuck it. You know, they they they're not they're not compensating or they're not treating him with respect and he's like I'm out and he goes to a different team kind of feel. Brett Favre. Brett yeah. Favre for the Vikings. Let's not let's not talk about that. <laughs> he's he's been on downhill since then. So, yeah, that's well, that's course. his choice. But anyways, yes. I, I you know what I'm interested in that because does no, does Netflix have still have that deal with Dark Horse Comics? Ah, that's Dark Horse is still around? Oh, yeah. It's Umbrella Academy. Oh, okay. Um, Don't comic shame me, dude. Hell, so Hellboy. Right Hellboy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't comic shame me. <laughs> but I could, could you imagine him getting to use work the with some Trump of those properties? Uh, the what card? <laughs> you used Donald Trump word earlier. Was it largely or something? No, you Majorly, largely, majorly, largely, bigly. No, you said bigly. You said bigly. Did not say bigly. I said majorly. You said majorly. Okay, majorly, which is different than bigly. Go ahead. Don't do that. Do not. Do that. Don't you? Don't you comic shame me with that uh, face? No. Ugh. Umbrella Academy, you ass. Did he push up his glasses? Yeah, he did. Um, Please go. <laughs> moving on. Vin Diesel will star in a live action Rock'em Sock'em Robots film. Really? Yes. I'm going to take down my damn Rock'em Sock'em shirt now. Yes. I, I think <sighs> I think we've already seen this with uh, Hugh Jackman. It's called Real Steel. That was such a good movie. That was a great movie. It was. And it was really good. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I don't know. Will his, will his Rock'em Sock'em robot have a provision in his contract where he can't get hit in the face? <laughs> Or lose, right? It uh, always has to be lose. a tie yeah. or, or no loss. I will loss. only watch yeah. this if The Rock is the other. Is Vin Diesel going to be <laughs> oh the actual robot? God. That would be better. I, I don't know. That would be great if they bring in The Rock and they, the fight it. they finally out. just fight it out. Yeah. Oh, that'd be I great. Mean, right, because is Vin Diesel just going to do his Groot thing and just like make robot noises? <laughs> it's going to say, rock them, sock them. Yeah. Or just say, know. rock them, sock them, family. <laughs> <laughs> Family, family. <laughs> um, you need time by the magazine. <laughs> oh, best Jesus. line in history. Oh my god! How are we not breaking that trailer down and watching that right now, guys? They go oh, to space, dude. They go. To they space. do go to space on the trailer. They yes. fucking go to space. No, they dude. don't. You haven't they seen the trailer. They go to no, space, I try not dude. Ruin my day. Yeah, they're going to space. Of course they are. Yeah, with with Elon in the back seat. He's like, we're going to Mars, bitch. No, he's not in. It. No, he's not in it. No, be surprised. No. Okay. He's been in a movie. We saw him in Iron Man. Iron Man yeah, two. Iron Man two. Yeah, he, yeah. He talks to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, we'll work on that together. Yeah. Um. So, uh, we all know that the Witcher season two is coming out this year. It is coming out in quarter four of twenty twenty one. So that's what is that? December, November, right around there. Quarter so, rounds. Yes. Sorry. So that should be good. They've already wrapped filming and they're they're doing post editing and all that. The Witcher. The Witcher 2, yes. So I have, we've been talking about Amazon's Lord of the Rings for a little bit, how much it's oh, going to cost. Yeah. Season one is going to cost $465 million. Wow. It's a lot of bones. There's eight episodes. Take that, Paddington. There's eight episodes. They've already been, <laughs> yeah, really. They've already been re-upped for a second season, which should be longer. I think it's, I think they've been... Uh, what is it paid for for 20 episodes however that makes sense i'm not sure if season two is to be 12 episodes but whatever but season one is eight episodes that comes out to 58 million 
per episode. Hey, man. Steve Bezos must be a fan. Jesus, this is something that he wants. Steve Bezos? Is it Jeff? Jeff Bezos? That's yeah. his cousin. No, no, no. That's his cousin <laughs> from North Carolina. Yeah. And he showed Dude, up. Who's Steve Bezos? I, there's a Steve, Bezos <laughs> there's Steve there, Ballmer is a billionaire owner of the yeah, Clippers. Yeah, he owns the Clippers. Yeah. I think that you, you might have mixed them all up because they're yeah. all cool like that. They're billionaires. Yeah, there you go again, Les. <laughs> no, they're billionaires, bro. Shaming <laughs> with celebrity billionaires now. Oh, boy. If you feel attacked, the shoe fucking fits, dog. So it's a seriously. <laughs> Eric, I know he was. Please don't. <laughs> I mean, why you got to break his balls, man? Yeah, it was actually trying to, yeah. trying to stop you from miraging. Oh, oh, here we go, dude. That, let's not make that eroding. To me, eroding will always be wearing the Terry Cloth shirt and hooking up with Jessica Alba. I didn't hook up with her. Oh no, no, I didn't no, see how much that becomes a tall tale, dude. Shoulder. Didn't let me finish. <laughs> okay, but because you're such a gentleman, you claim to only have met her. <laughs> Oh, trust if That's I erotic. if I did more than if she did more than just touch my shoulder, TMZ would have got a phone call for sure. <laughs> trust me. Guess Har- what I did, Harvey? Guess what I just did? Or who? <laughs> Somebody on Twitter is about to exp- just make or capitalize on this whole thing and make a great NFT of Jessica uh, Alba's hand brushing Roger's sweater. I mean, his t- Terry cloth polo bad. shirt. This would be the weirdest erotic fan film. Yeah, or, uh, <laughs> oh, it's over. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. So going, going back to Lord of the Rings being almost $60 million per episode. It's crazy. I have a list of movies. Damn Steve Bezos. The, <laughs> the, Steve Bezos. <laughs> Steve. 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 I have a list of movies that the entire film costs $60 million to make. Okay. Oh, this is gonna be fun. Paddington <laughs> two, yeah. yeah, the best movie, the best movie of all time. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Zack Snyder's three hundred. Wow. Sixty million dollars. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. The the Lego Movie, sixty million dollars. Wow, that's that's. Impressive. Deadpool, sixty million dollars. Really? Yes. Okay. One that I found funny. Inflation, this, though, bro. Yeah, I know. Miss Congeniality two. The Sandra Bullock movies, right. that cost sixty million. Powerhouse, though, what cost sixty million to make? Thirty million was Sandra Bullock. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> and then the kicker, the Avengers, cost sixty million dollars to make. Hit. No way. Yep. The Avengers. No. The Avengers cost sixty million. The cartoon? Million. No, no. The movie cost sixty million dollars. Where? Wait. I don't think where so. Where did dude. you find this? Is this a movie? <laughs> Hold on. This dude. is a Naboo. This, this is, is a booyah. Yeah, this is a booyah right here, dude. Get ready. Look at. Look at <laughs> I swear look, to God. Look dude. at the mind scramble. This you is guys a booyah. The key shots are cracking off, man. It's yeah. amazing. The nineteen ninety-eight. Avengers movie. Oh, the nineteen ninety eight. Ralph finds an Uma Thurman. Nineteen ninety eight Avengers movie. Oh, how <laughs> dare they just fucking not boot us? Gotcha Everybody knows. It's gotcha uh, we all know. Yes, we all know that the Avengers movie from nineteen ninety eight cost sixty million dollars. I thought I thought that was funny because I was like, wait, what high. the fuck? Yeah. So yeah. So those are entire films, multi million dollar films that have made multi million dollar money. Money just. So Amazon's like, yeah, we'll just make that for an episode. It, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. The Avengers was on. How did this get made? Yeah. So I don't know if you want to <laughs> put that in a prestigious spot, dude. Which one? The Avengers. No. Was on I, how did this get made? I just thought it was funny. The Weathermaster or whatever was yeah, like the villain exactly. or something. Yeah. Steve Bezos, Bezos, Steve Bezos, Steve Bezos, and Bezos were. Uh, they were, ma- Bezos they were majorly the, disappointed. The villain. The villain. <laughs> <laughs> You're both majorly disappointed. Oh, no. See, that makes sense, dude. 
You can't say they bigly they were bigly disappointed. Hey man. Some would. <laughs> some some would and actually fight you to the death for uh. it, too. <laughs> yeah, so uh so my my bits are empty. Oh wow. Those are fun bits. Good, I'm glad. <laughs> yes, those were fun. Glad I could entertain you. Yeah. Those were great. <laughs> oh, by the way, for the seven Walking Dead fans still out there, I watched the last four episodes of this season. One was pretty lame, but the other three were fantastic. And the season finale might have been some of the best Walking Dead I've ever seen. It's a prequel to show you how Negan became Negan. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it was one of the best episodes I've ever seen of Walking Dead. Wow. So I'm going to be honest. I was like, I can't watch this. It was rough. It was rough watching (laughs) why Negan is Negan. And you're just like, I want to hurt that guy. Yeah. The way he, you're just like, okay, somebody really needs to just in this dude. Yeah. It was, man. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really, really good episode. It was really well done. And acting chops by, uh, was it Dean Morgan? What's his name? Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah. And Steve Bezos. He was good. (laughs) Uh, Let's get into comic book TV movie news. And there's only one thing to talk about, really, and that is Falcon and Winter Soldier and the season finale. And let's jump into it. I want to read a couple of emails. I forgot to read a couple of emails last week. Feel really bad. Apologize. So I'm going to read you Avery's email. This was from last week. Let's see if he hit anything on the nose here. Hey, fellas, hope you're doing well this week. I am still so jazzed from the most recent episode of Falcon Winter Soldier. He's talking about episode five. That opening fight was hands down one of the best scenes so far in the new Marvel phase. Sam wiping the blood off the shield as Henry Jackman's end of the line from the Winter Soldier OST played over the scene had me shooketh. Such fantastic filmmaking and I want more, which is sad considering the next episode is the last. But with the episode, they delved more into the motivations behind Sam being hesitant to take the shield at the beginning of the show. Do you all think that Sam still deciding to take the shield even after hearing Isaiah Bradley's tragic story is the most monumental moment of the show, at least in terms of underlying themes and messages. I think of in terms of what it means for a black American to be Captain America, given systematic racism and strife that has plagued this country uh, since its inception. Black kids across the country can now believe it's possible for them to be Captain America too. Not just Black Panther or a sidekick character, I think that's truly phenomenal and a huge moment for the MCU and a whole considering the current events. What do you all think? Take it easy and banter on Avery. Avery, I think you just nailed this email. I think it's a huge moment for not just the MCU, but America in general. The most iconic character in the history of comic books. I'm saying not Superman. He's he's the most iconic superhero, but like the American superhero is Captain America. And now he's African-American. This is awesome. I I think we need to temper that down a lot for the simple fact that just because Sam Wilson, a black man, is portraying Captain America, the world is not going to be any fucking better. Well, no. In the next six hours or the next 36 hours. No, no, of course not. But you can't deny you can't deny that that this is a huge deal for the MCU. I it's no, no, no. It's a bold move. And it's a it's it was going to happen. Either he was going to be a long run Captain America or be just Captain America, one or the other. It was going to happen if you let fight, when you look at how things were shaping up. I understand it's a huge deal. It may be something where people can say, it's not so much something like, oh my God, I can pretend to be Black Panther. It's just the fact that now we can watch that. We can see it is a different thing. Superman is really America's hero, which is the truth. 
Um, but Captain America, you, you, he's right. It's just there's a, it's it's more about being able to see. So like Shane Chi's coming, and for a lot of Asian American kids and Asian Americans, they're going to be able to finally say, "We have one. We have a hero. We have right. somebody to watch." Right. That is probably the best part about it is to just be able to say now, because as a kid myself, African American, Black and Puerto Rican kid, I only had Mr. T. Mm-hmm. That's it. I only had B.A. Baracus or right. Action Jackson. It wasn't like at least you had something. I didn't no, have one. all the cool shit was. But that's what I'm saying too. see how limited that is. That all is too. Well, it's awful. Yeah, it, it's awful. But it's so it's in terms of being able to identify. Sure. That's yeah, exactly that's, that's what, what that's that my is. point. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's exactly monumental. And you know what? The way Marvel was is has been going. They don't give a rip. They don't give a rip what anybody thinks. They're going to do whatever the hell they want. Mm -hmm. They're in the driver's seat and they're smashing through whatever, dude. They don't give two rips what people think. So I I would much rather applaud just the fact that they're pushing the freaking pedal through the floor and that they do not care. And they're going to give us, you know, Miss Marvel, who's... uh, Middle Eastern, you know what I'm saying? They're saying they don't give a rip. They're just going for it. Well, that, that would that, be. Well, that's what sorry. I'm saying. This is yeah. it's huge for them to not give a shit. Right. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah. it is huge because other other companies haven't. They have not. Yeah. Well, they can't get their head out of their own ass, in all honesty, right, in right. some cases. It, it, we just mentioned, I just mentioned Superman is America's hero. And yeah. but there's some talks how many about times? Too. There's some talks about Michael B. Jordan maybe taking their. And, and that's fine. Uh, that's great, but what I'm saying is, is how do you have the most I- identifiable one, and you still, you know, you had a great modern version, and this is that's it. There's no more of that, you know. So, uh, it, but that's a that's well, another thing, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, again, I, I had something to say, but with Superman, it's it's recasting. It's not having a character p- portraying the African American experience. Mm-hmm. taking on that mantle like you were saying before but as far as you know i say this as someone who i loved the series i loved the episode but when aaron boone hit the home run to beat the boston red Sox in the 2003 american league championship series he played horribly in the world series and he didn't know why he was booting and a writer said something like it was a home run not diplomatic immunity mm-hmm. and that's exactly what i feel about this series it was huge what they did and i love that they did it but what matters is what what they do in the future, mm-hmm. how yeah. they treat what they did moving forward. You know, you, you mentioned uh, Asian Americans with Shang Chi, um, uh, Middle Eastern Americans with with Miss Marvel and and others, and and what they do with Captain America in, in the future. It's and yeah, they are in the driver's seat. They are doing whatever they want to do, and I'm hoping that. What they want to do is, is is more of this. But as far as Avery's email, the, the the biggest moment. I mean, it was huge. But there are also other people's experiences depicted in this mm-hmm. series. Um, and and I think, and I'm a white guy. I can't speak to this as well as other people can. But I I felt like portraying Isaiah, someone who society is shit on and left behind. Mm-hmm. And saying he is valid, you know th- that speaks. I- I'm sure that that speaks to people who have been in situations. But I- that also reminded me that 
yes, there are people out there who are forgotten and, and we can't let that happen. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, there are a, a lot of huge moments. Yeah. And the moment at the end of the season finale where they give him a wing and, and kudos to Kevin Smith who yeah. predicted that was going to happen, by the way. Um, that was a, such a crazy, impactful moment. Almost cried. Oh yeah, well yeah, yeah we cried. got emotion. I know during the reaction yeah, video I, we did. Yeah, and and but but King Tom, going back to what you said, it, it seems like, and what Les said, they don't give a shit. And of what they've done over the last couple of days to show people they don't give a shit mm-hmm. is they're moving into the right direction. And oh, they just ab- keep that momentum going. Yeah, absolutely, and it, it speaks well for the future. Mm-hmm. But you know, we want to, we want to see. It's one, <laughs> yeah, thing, yeah, it's yeah. one thing to. Yeah. yeah. And, and even even the monologue where, you know, he basically just t- told it like it is. And for the writers and for everybody to come together and say, this is how we're going to write this and this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Even that is where I would like to start. You know what I'm saying? I would like to start there. That should be the foundation going forward. Like, listen, he's only going to do the best he can. And we have to let that happen. Like, as fans, we have to let... Spellman and all those guys and Feige and Anthony Mackie let it happen. We have mm-hmm. to trust the process. And yes, is the icon is the the iconography big word there? Bigly? No. Is that is that that's a majorly uh, word? Is that a big deal? Yes. To see that to see him coming in on the horizon, flying in. Oh, what a scene! To mm-hmm. the situation, and it was like okay. This is here we go. Here we go. This is great to see him get that, to see him get like multiple heroic moments where one was where he used brute strength, you know, Mm -hmm. like a hero has to. And the other one was where he used some cunning and he figured some things out and he used some tech and he was able to use. He's a superhero, dude. There's no doubt about that. There's no doubt. Yes, that. that all matters. That truly, truly matters. But as referring to back to the email, ultimately, it it is a. it just feels good to be able to say we have we have some now. We have some people now. Yeah. And not to forget the other black superheroes that have been put out there. Let's be honest. Blade kicked the door open back in the day. Um, and arguably, he was probably more popular at the time mm-hmm. than Captain America in general. Uh, he got three movies. You know what I mean? And before they, before they even said, let's try to pick up this property and run with Captain America. So it's there. And it's a great thing if we're keeping score. And I, I will agree with that to a degree. And kudos to uh, Feige and the people that are in charge because they did not have to make a movie out of this. Mm. They don't. Mm-hmm. Nobody was expecting a Captain America 4 movie. They were expecting another season. So to have the uh, awareness of how big it will be as a movie, uh, I think that's a big thing. I think that's really cool. It's bigly. Mm-hmm. It's bigly, boo. It is bigly. I got bigly another blue. Uh oh, watch out, dude. That's gonna stick. Dude. Like Bigly Chew. Please don't do that. <laughs> Email from Robert from Rancho Cucamonga. Everyone, hello everyone on the sit list. Hope everyone is doing well. Just wanted to comment on how awesome the last episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier was. The emotions and the joy we were brought out in this episode and the whole season really showed the great, how great the acting was and how amazing the Marvel writing team is. The writing for the last two Marvel shows really do great job incorporating themes from the real world today. And also have us guessing what is next. My question is, if you could only have one of the Marvel Disney shows renewed for a season two, this came out, I guess he wrote this before the uh, news, which one would it be? 
P.S. Are you guys excited for Disneyland to open? And do any of you guys have plans to go to Disneyland when the park opens back? And go to Batu. Robert from Rancho Cucamonga. Thank you for that email. First of all, I do plan to go back to Disneyland. I want to take Malik there while he's free. Um, so yes, definitely going to go back to Disneyland at one point. And to your point, what would I have as a show? Well, this is going to be really easy, Robert. I'd rather have WandaVision Season 2 because we're getting a movie for Captain America 4. So that was easy. <laughs> that was my choice. That's a hard one if they weren't going to make a movie. I, I really love the chemistry between the two, between Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan. I thought they were just fucking great. I thought every episode they built on the chemistry, and by the end of it, it was just nails. I would say probably Captain America and the Winter Soldier, just because I felt like WandaVision wrapped it up pretty well and yeah. set it up for this movie that was, is going to introduce characters that weren't in the series. Captain America and the Winter Soldier, you there's so much more story to tell with that ensemble already. And so had they not announced the movie, that's what I would have picked for sure. But man, I love that series. I love the character aspect of it. That was one of my favorite things is, yeah, the action kicked ass and the visuals were fantastic. But man, I love the, the talking. Mm -hmm. I saw some people crapping on some of the dialogue from uh, episode five, I think it was. But Learning about the characters and learning about them as people to me is very interesting. If I, you know, I can watch CGI insanity all day and night also, but there's already tons of that. I can already get that somewhere, but that's, that's what made this great. Now, I'm sorry to railroad this conversation. The, I was bummed out to see that Aaron Kellyman's character did not, uh, apparently did not survive. You know, she's a super soldier and they, when Anthony Mackie carried her out and set her down and then they, they put her on this gurney and wheeled her away. They never covered her up. No, they did not. And so, you know, it could be, who knows, man. Le Les and I, Les and I thought she was alive. Yeah. Uh, when we saw it, but then the way he, he laid her down. Yeah. The way he yeah. laid her down. But then, but then uh, 30 seconds later, he said, this girl died for your, this cause. Uh, so I was like, okay, shit. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he didn't know. Hopefully yeah. she was great. Hopefully Oh, uh, she survived when she is trying to get uh sam to fight her and the emotion that she poured into that and knowing that i'm on the wrong side of history she realized it i am on the wrong side of history on this now and fight me so that somehow this is all worth it yeah right mm -hmm. and man that was so well done great writing great execution of the scene right let's talk boo what'd you think about the episode we haven't even dived into the episode yeah, no, the the episode is great. Uh, I thought the action is really good. Um, what is it? Uh, Falcon and Trance's Captain America was beautiful. Oh, one yeah. of the one of my favorite parts is how he says, "People ask who are you." He's like, "I am Captain America," mm -hmm. without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, without any any quiver, anything. That he says, rad. "I'm Captain America." He's Maybe. like, "They're like Falcon." No, I'm no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm Captain America. Right. He says it. He's like, I got the shield. I looked the part. I'm going to handle it like Captain America would. And that's how Steve would have wanted it. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's why he gave him because he, he knew. He's like, yeah, you're, you're the guy. I got to give it to you. So, yeah. So, that was one of my favorite parts is just how he, he rocked it. He's like, I am Captain America. And you're like, goddamn right you are. That's right. You are. You are. And Captain. that speech at the end. Oh, oh that's, man. That was, that was you know, as far as you know, we were talking about pivotal moments in the show and things like that. That's got to be a top three uh, moment. I think mm -hmm. that's somewhat why people don't like it as much. Like it got downvoted and things. I thought that was a perfect speech, something that needed to be said. 
you know, it makes sense. It's poignant. And it's the truth. It's the truth. And people don't like to hear the truth. And that's that's their problem. And going back to Les's point is that uh, Marvel doesn't care. No. Didn't like it. No, I'll give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> they don't give a shit. He, he, you know, he can spend five minutes, you know, to, uh, talking about the truth and they know that it's a it's a you know an action show, but they don't care. They know they know that you're gonna love it anyway, mm-hmm. and they're gonna continue doing it. So right. yeah, or kudos. You to can them. you can go watch something else. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you go just watch go watch something else. else you know, right? You know what? To Eric's uh, about Erin Kellyman, I think she's gonna be okay as far as an actress. I really, really think <laughs> yeah. that you know it just it sucks. You're right, dude. It sucks. And and the more you the, the, when you watch it and you think about it, you go, why couldn't she be cast as a Marvel hero? You know, or something like that. Like you want to see more, and I understand. Yeah, she's she's got it. You know what I mean? There's there's something there. You know, we we saw her her iconic look in star in uh, solo, mm-hmm. and it's like that's a lasting impression, dude. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the outfit, the costume was badass. She takes her deal off. She's got the ginger fro going, and I'm like, hell yeah, dude, hell yeah. She's got. Fr-. I'm like, hell yeah. This chick is. She looks like she's ready to lead and do her thing, dude. But she started off with some couple of great franchises. Let me right. And then you yeah. see her as a flag smasher and she puts that mask on and it's like, okay. And you notice like, okay, she's like taken to the role. She's doing the action. That I mean, we the, physicality, the physicality, the yeah, physicality of the role. Exactly. Is you're like, mm-hmm. wow. And then she had those moments where she got to actually act. So, yeah. I mean, it was horrible. I get it. It's horrible to see that. I would really, really like if she was alive to be on the raft and become part of the Thunderbolts at some point. Like that would be fingers crossed string theory all the way out there. But it's like, I think someone's going to come along and be like, Hey, we got something for you soon. Oh, for sure. dude, I'm not worried about that. Of course. She's a yeah. killer actress. Just good on her, man. And to be so young right. and have such a successful start to a career. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this before, <laughs> but she stuff. told me face to face that she loved my hair. I, Eric, there's a point that I, I thought she was winking at you watching. Or oh, you were there. You had a moment. I felt no it. during we the show. The, oh, we felt the moment. Okay. Yeah, for sure. During the season the finale. Yeah. There, there, this is for finale. you, Eric. This, this was you, right Eric. before I she said. tried to punch Sam. She like really like threw all her effort into yeah, it. Yeah, she winked at Eric. That was speaking, yeah. you, Eric. speaking of trying to punch Sam, I think throughout the show, you know, she's short. She's small in stature. I think throughout the show with her acting chops and her physicality and how much she put into it, she mm-hmm. acted huge. Bigly. You know I mean? Bigly. Bigly. Exactly. Bigly. I, I'd, at no moment did I ever feel like she was too small for the part in any way. No. And that's a tough no. thing to do because you're fucking fighting superheroes. Even without the serum, I think that she would have been a powerhouse of a, of a villain no matter what. So yeah, right. so I, I give her major, major kudos. So I'm just like, yeah, you are 100% grade A stud. But we yeah. talked about this in, in, on our podcast and the breakdowns that I don't think there's another way. Oh, there was another way to keep her alive. She went down a really dark path, especially at the end. And doubled down. Doubled down at the end. So I get why they had to do what they had to do if that's what they did. We don't know 100% yet. Well, considering she was killed by somebody who's essentially a turncoat, I'd say that speaks volumes for what her character really was about. Because a bad guy doesn't kill a bad guy in a scene where you're not supposed to think hard about why that happened. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because her opportunity would have been 
uh, Carly's opportunity as a character would have been to turn the tide and be like, this didn't turn out how it was supposed to be because everybody can be filled with regret. Every, mm. you, we, you know, her, her intentions were, or her, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Help me out. Yeah, I guess her intentions, but what she, she, she wanted, meant well, yeah. Yeah, for people, but it was the the method that ended up yeah, getting yeah, cloudy. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, she definitely meant well. Now, and here's... I, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no I, I was just going to say real quick, I was not expecting U.S. agent to be buddy-buddy with them by the end of I didn't like that. <laughs> well, yeah, You're still a piece of shit. He did change my view a little bit, though. Th- there, th- That did. I yeah. was surprised, but because before that even happened, before he was buddy-buddy, there was something that shifted in the episode. And I'd have to go back and watch to see, but I told my wife, I said, I don't hate him as much now. Yeah. I said <laughs> and the then, thing. then later when, uh, you know, he's all palling around with Bucky. Yeah. That, that did catch me off guard because me too. I hated that guy going in. Yeah, me yeah. too. Crapped in America. But damn, he, he did that. makes a nice shield though. I didn't think it was going to look that nice. I didn't think so either. Damn. I thought it was going to come apart. What, yeah. How done. it started. I didn't I, think it would hold together. Yeah. You know, I, I, Four years ago, when I started calling into you guys, there was discussion. I don't know if this is a question I asked you or you were just throwing it out there about what Marvel movies you want to see. And this was before Disney Plus was even an idea for us, at least. I said, I want to see the John Walker, Steve Rogers series adapted and and less knew what I was talking about. And Mm -hmm. this it was different than in the comics for obvious reasons. And I thought, it, it, first of all, it was nice personally to have that come full circle yeah, and, that's really and, cool. and see yeah. you know your reaction to it too. But I like what they did a lot better than the comic. And I love the ca- that comic story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. We would have and it I'm- up, but, but Universal Music took it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, and so the other thing, I mean, it, it was only six episodes. So that's why a lot of people, there's a lot of things you have to just swallow down. I know we were talking about suspending disbelief and, you know, don't Mm -hmm. insult my intelligence, but you had to do something there. You just couldn't leave. You're either going to go full bad guy with Walker Mm -hmm. or you're going to just have it quickly, you know, cleaned up. And, you know, I I liken it to, uh, and I'm going to say this, uh, I liken it to a, a bad cop getting put on administrative leave then after you know internal investigation and all that other stuff oh right back out into the field you know mm-hmm. um so that means there's room for him to screw up again and for well, everybody yeah, to that's hate what I think is gonna happen again so i mean i like it to, i liken it to that i didn't like it but it's it it just melts right in there so mm-hmm. it, it's it is something to be hung up about but it's also something where if you keep the big picture in mind and keep the, you know, keep going out there. You're going to notice, Hey, let, he's going to screw up again. You know, it's yeah. that simple. At yeah. some point he's going to be that dude. And everybody's gonna be like, man, screw John Walker again. And I mean, it sucks that Aaron Kellyman didn't stay in the MCU, but we do get Wyatt Russell in the MCU. So we get it. Mm-hmm. We get us agent. And he was and, fantastic. by the way. Yeah. I think he was great. I mean, a lot yeah. of people hated him. Eric said he hated him. And Boo hates him. That's a reason why you hate him because he was so good mm-hmm. at. Yeah, at no, his, at he did a fantastic job. job. Yeah, Eric, you're muted. You're you're supposed to hate him. That was mm-hmm. the whole yeah. point. Mm-hmm. And it's it's one of those deals where well done, sir. Well mm-hmm. done. Right. And yeah. exactly uh, to be able to and to be able to make that turn and have 
somebody that's as cynical as me say, oh, you know what? I was, okay. Yeah. Yeah, me too. You. I was like, hey, yeah. Eddie's good buddy, job buddy. on him, man. Yeah, exactly. The last thing I want to say is that um, do we call Bucky the Winter Soldier anymore? I saw a headline that said that we should n- stop calling him the Winter Soldier because he's not the Winter Soldier anymore. And the Winter Soldier represents such an evil thing in, in his life. I, I, th- here's why I say almost that it doesn't matter. But if I had to pick, I would say no, because what has happened is he's managed by the, like the changes that he's made to negate the power, not only that th- the programming had over him, but that the name Winter Soldier means he's managed mm-hmm. to remove power from that. Right. On the other hand, whenever he tells the guy's father at the end, which the way they handled that mm-hmm. and the way they shot it, I thought was very good. I thought yeah. the scene might last longer, but the way he said, your son was murdered by the Winter Soldier, and that was me. That mm-hmm. that was yep. me. That was so good. And I would have liked to see it play out a little bit more with what happened with the dad, but I guess it ultimately wasn't necessary. But if you're, if you had to really decide, are we calling him that or not going forward? I would say no, but ultimately I think it doesn't matter. His new name should be the white wolf, right? Les? Well, no, it should be his, it should be like this. It should be, he has a military code name and then he has his regular name and he wants everybody to know him as Bucky. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. Bucky again. Right. He's James Buchanan Barnes, AKA Bucky. I could see him, carrying his code name when he goes into the field as the winter soldier or him saying, Hey, I'm the white wolf. I'm okay with any of those things. Mm -hmm. I look at it that way. It's a, it's, it's a, your operating name and then your, you know, your, your regular name. Cause remember we have to, and that's why I would love to see another season, what we're getting the movie of it. But remember we have to, these are our military. They're still soldiers. They're assets to a degree, not Sam so much, but Bucky is. So, they are still going to be called in for military operations, certain op- certain things. Uh, it was established that John Walker will operate off the books. So I, as far as the military angle goes, that's Captain America. Everybody there's still, you can't say, yeah, I mean, you, that's it. you can, you can notice the quote propaganda or, you know, the presence, but that was the feel all along when it has that, like uh, what is the font? That if for every like location or whatever at the beginning of every uh, scene, it would be like, you know, uh, B- Minx, Belarus. And it was like typed out like, you know, Jason Bourne or whatever. Right, right. right. Mm-hmm. There you go. It's it's there. It's that's what it is. And that's the that's the deal. Um, go ahead. So, no, yeah, I, I think you should have those names. Uh, let me ask you this, because this is something that my wife and I were kicking around. Do you think so with the Wakandans gifting Sam this suit, right? Mm-hmm. Did they, did he, did they, had he already decided I'm going to be Captain America, you bastards, and that's the end of that? Or is that what pushed him over the edge because they knew that's what he should do? I, I agree with the second part, the latter. Yeah, I think that's what happened. Me too. When he opened up that briefcase and he saw that, I think it all came to him right then and there. Yeah. This is what Steve would have wanted. This is what I mm-hmm. need to do. This is what I should do. He didn't train before opening up the suitcase. I thought the last thing he did was open up the suitcase. No, I think he opened up the suitcase because he got that suitcase. No, he, no, no, no. I mean, he didn't open he it trained. yet. He trained because he that's trained when Bucky first. and him had the conversation about race. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and Bucky apologized. First. 
then oh. he went in there. So he had already decided taking it up, but oh, okay, exactly. okay, okay, but, okay. but putting, but opening up the suitcase. Cause he goes, I got this thing from Wakandans for you. Special favor. Right. When he opened it up, he's like, Oh yeah, dude, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in. So, I mean, he what, easily- that was the first thing that Bucky gave him was the suitcase when he came on board of the boat. Not after the conversation. Yeah, but he didn't open oh, it. He didn't, didn't open, open it. it. He, he didn't open it in his room in the yeah. house after yeah, the, the the training montage. True montage. that. True yeah. that. True that. So, Good point. And, and you know, some people are like, "Well, I'm not going to get into it. I'll just leave it. It's fine." Yeah, it is what it is. He's Captain America. If you don't like it, don't watch. I am a little sad that we're not going to get six episodes and we're going to get a two-hour movie, uh, even though I get how important the movie is. But we're not going to get six episodes. I am. I am you know. so. I want to speculate so much on who he may have to take on. There's. Oh, I mean, yeah. they established so much in this series, and and even with Wandavision, you know, they establish characters and other things, but they establish so many locations that can help be the base of future shows and stories. You know, uh, Madripoor. Let's come go on, back everybody. to Madripoor, people. Like, legitimately, you got Madripoor. There are. Zemo, who finally, you know, he thinks he finished off the rest of the super soldiers by blowing up that uh, thing. You got something, boo? No, I was just saying, yeah, that that, that scene, yeah. he, he he did it. He's like, even, so, even from the raft, he still did it. And I was like, that's 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 pretty uh, that's pretty ballsy. He was awesome. I was pretty gangster. Yeah, I was they like, laid, it, it, think of Captain America. The, I mean, yeah, Captain America and Winter Soldiers like Union Station and all the tracks just go out. Mm-hmm. They laid so much track in this and we could go anywhere. I really want to see if he's going to take on the serpent society or, you know, uh, the hand shows up and he's got to handle those, those ninjas from the hand. And then maybe daredevil can help him do that. Oh, freaking knows. I don't want to do all that stuff. We got to end this night. We do. (laughs) I will say well done on making a complete villain from another movie. Someone, that we actually like enjoy in this episode. And that was Z- Zemo, uh, which, which was crazy uh, that they did that. Well done to Marvel guys. I think that wraps it up. What a great conversation we had tonight. Yeah. King of all pods, Mr. Chansky, where can people find you? You'll probably find me in a different corner of my house next week as I podcast, but I'm on Twitter at Tom Chansky. And then I do uh, Patreon shows for steel wars, blue harvest and the bad motivators. Nice. Mr. Les Gonzalez, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at lessmore 78 uh, You can also find uh, me and you, Mr. Raj, on uh, our YouTube channel doing uh, breakdowns and reactions. Not this week, Les. We get some no. sleep. <sighs> yeah, we do. <laughs> but next week, we'll be doing Tuesday and Thursday, it looks like. So double the fun mm. because Bad Batch is coming out on May 4th. And then also the second episode is coming out the very next uh, two two days later. That should be interesting and fun. And we'll we'll be we're going to be covering those, and you'll see Les and I and King Tom in the mornings um, breaking those down. Uh, Possibly, possibly, maybe, Maybe. possibly, maybe. Yeah, it's one thing for him to get up for Marvel. I don't know if he'll get up for Star Wars. He'll he'll watch it, but he won't get up and break the episode down. (laughs) I I don't know. Yeah, well, we'll find out. But I know who's going to be breaking it down, and that's going to be the bad motivators. Mr. Eric Strothers, where can people find you? Well, hopefully, hopefully on the Bad Motivators RSS feed. We talked about doing uh, 
like our for a while we were doing um commentaries on mm-hmm. like the animation stuff but now after all the stuff we've been through <laughs> yeah, i'm a little too know. nervous for that yeah so dude i don't know we might not do that but yeah uh, bad motivators and follow me on twitter at eric strothers commentary or not i know they'll be breaking it down that's for sure every episode <laughs> mr carlos buarguello where can people uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Sith List Boo. And you can find me at the Sith List. Guys, check out Rogue Rebels with our friends, the Paralysis. Sal and I spoke about um, gosh, Metallica, about rock bands, uh, and some Star Wars, obviously. But uh, check them out. I had such a great time with Sal. He's such a wonderful, wonderful person. Um, and I know, King Tom, you've been on before yeah he he has a great podcast and i listened to that episode and it was it was very entertaining no oh, thank you buddy and i'm not just saying that because he said something nice about me yeah, oh yeah we did say something nice about you i told him to take that out he didn't <laughs> just kidding i love you buddy we'll catch you and thank you for listening everybody that's been listening and we'll catch you next week on episode number 248 of the set list
Dude, come on, Jeremy Piven. Like, dude, he was so good in smoking aces. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> Eastern European just my favorite favorite line. All right, that's the cold season. open right there. Eastern European just is <laughs> the best scene ever. The butt of the that's cinnamon. The cold cinnamon open for bun. the for this episode right here, dude. I don't know, uh, cinnamon <laughs> bud. <laughs>